Welcome back to another episode of Suncast, the official podcast of Somos Unidos News and your source for the latest on New Mexico United. My name, of course, is Seth Benoff, and joining me here tonight is the one and Earl, only Earl Nieto. Uh, Jacob will not, may or may not be with us tonight. Uh, he had to run some errands and was going to be back late. Uh, so, Earl, I mean, we're just going to jump right into it. We don't have any housekeeping, new year, new signings. So much has been going on. I, I got to ask you first and foremost, how have you been? It's been, I mean, we, we've kept in touch over the past few weeks, over the past month, but it's been a while since we podcasted. Uh, you asked for midfielders. We've got midfielders. Are you excited to get into the show tonight? Actually, I am super excited. Um, looking at my list, I am super excited with who we've picked up. Um, filling a lot of holes that we had last year, um, to say that very loosely, um, last year being only five days ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've, we've did some work signing during Christmas time. That's for sure. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of the work was done by, uh, by Troy and the front office here ahead of the, ahead of the new year. Um, and so, yeah, we've got a lot to get to. I mean, let's just start at the beginning, right at the very beginning. The very first new signing for the 2021 USL Championship season, Ilya Illich, a Serbian professional footballer, play, currently plays for New Mexico United. He came over from Indy 11. He is a forward. Uh, I pulled up his stats here before we got started. And he has been with Indy 11 since the beginning of 2019. 30 appearances and two goals, according to... Uh, Wikipedia. I don't know how accurate that is, but if we go even farther back, he was previously with previously with Louisville City, where he has 17 goals and 75 appearances. This guy's a goal scorer. I mean, I I know we talked about where our goal is going to come from all of this past season, and we know that B's left. We have some other guys leaving. What do you think about this signing here, Ilya Illich, uh, coming over from Indy 11? So I actually like this signing. Um, only because he feels, I mean, looking at my sheet that I have, he feels one, two, three spots in just one signing. He can play midfield, so that's one thing. He's listed as a forward, that's another thing. And he can score goals. Like, that's the main point of soccer, football, whatever you want to call it whether it's potato, potato, tomato, or tomato, he can score goals, and that fills the hole that Weehan left us, that Bees left us when he took off to go home. Um, I mean, obviously, Bees, I think, had eight goals last year, I think, maybe six, six to eight goals last year. Um, but with Ilya coming in, he he takes care of that. Yeah, Ilya's a, a big body. He's going to be up, obviously, he's going to play up top. We talked a little bit uh, in our group text about where he's going to play. Six foot two. Um, we talk, kind of talked about the formation. Uh, I think he's going to play right up top there with Dev. Uh, I think we're going to see Dev drop back uh, into the nine roll, almost a false nine, drop back a little deeper, which is something that we've seen him do in the past. We've seen him do over the past two years. And I think it would serve uh, Ilya well to have that type of body like dev you know feeding the ball forward and of course Ilya is able to play that hold up play he's able to get in uh i believe he's known as like, the serbian sniper uh mm-hmm. so it's uh 
it's promising when you've got a guy with a with a with a nickname of sniper. You know, that just gives the impression that he's going to score goals. He's going to bang them in from all around the pitch. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, Romeo left. We've got Dev. Bees is gone. We've got Mondo. Uh, I, I think Ilya's a fantastic signing. I think he slots in right up top. Um, I mean, he could honestly, honestly, he could play alongside either Mondo or Dev. I mean, I think this is a fantastic signing uh, for the club. So before we got started, I, if you look at my notes, I mean, I, I do do some homework, believe it or not. Um, I'm not some random kid that hops on this scene and looks cute. Um, so I was actually playing around with different formations, and I can see Troy going with a 4-3-3 or maybe even a 4-4-2. Um, but in either of those situations, I do have Ilya playing up top. I have Ilya with Dev and Mondo, or Ilya and Mondo with Dev falling down as like a center, uh, central attacking mid, or even a center fielder, um, kind of playing the high center field. I, either way, I do have Ilya playing up top. I do see him playing his left, playing the left of the field. Yeah, I definitely think that's going to be his preferred position. Uh, I don't feel like we'll see him drop back too much. To, to fill that B's role. Uh, and a lot of that's going to have to do with the, with the, with the signings we're going to talk about here in a little while. Um, you know, it, I know some people, I did see some concern about his, his stats over in Indy. Uh, however, it is worth noting Indy had another fantastic forward this past season. My name is Tyler Pasher. So Ilya obviously wasn't getting a, the majority of the looks, but he's shown that he can win. He, he's been part of the championship loose city clubs. He's, shown that he can score that he can that he can bang him in and so um i think it's really exciting to have someone of his caliber come in and if you look at what you know what coach said and what uh, some of the other folks around the league have said about him that this is just a fantastic signing for the club he's going to fit right in and that he has a leg- another legitimate scoring threat uh for united if if i can just add something real quick off off of Ilya, I mean, don't want to take anything away from his glory right now. I do love what the club is doing with, I guess, justifying why they're signing this certain person, such as Ilya. Immediately after, they had a they had the post from Coach saying why he was signed. The next three, am I wrong? Three, two, three. The next three, I'm not trying to ruin, spoil any of them. It was the same thing. The very, I mean, obviously they went Facebook Live with the last of the last few signings, um, but they still put out the Facebook post on why they signed him and what makes him and that signing justified. Yeah, that's something that the club has done. I think all, I believe all along is mm-hmm. you know. The- you know, Troy, they put out a, something from Troy saying, you know, what Troy's been uh, looking at, you know, how he feels that the player best fits in the club um, and just some of the attributes that really make him, they really make these guys into the targets that they were for the club, what sort of benefit they provide. Um, I mean, obviously, I think something that's been stated in most of them has been the character of players. And that's something that the club has worked tremendously at to ensure that the club has a great atmosphere, a great um, culture about it. And 
guys that come in, build that locker room up, and in turn build the community and work outside of the club, just building everything up. And I think that uh, Ilya is another one, just another guy that slides into what Troy wants to do with this club and really fits the mentality. Right. And I, since he's been signed, I have went on a push and I have watched both Loose City and in the 11 matches. And he is, Ilya is, he's the guy. I mean, he, he can score from anywheres. He has a quick motor, does never, he never stops. Um, I am a huge fan of this signing and I am almost willing to say, I'm about 90% willing to say that this is my favorite signing of the offseason so far. I think that's a bold statement there, uh, Earl. Are you just saying that because he's the first one we're talking about? You're going to change your mind later? Or no. is it a legit, like, legit, best signing so be- far? Legit, best signing so far. And I'm almost willing to go out further on a limb. Probably say best signing of the offseason of any team. That wow, that's a huge statement right there. Uh, yeah, the, honestly, just be, and I, I say that because he, like I said before, he fills multiple needs that the club needs. Yeah, anytime you sign someone who can, who to, to steal a baseball term is a five-tool player, someone who can, you know, who who has the eyes for the for the open pass, eyes for the goal, a hunger for that. That, yeah, like you said, and can play multiple positions. That fills such a, a tremendous need, really, for any club. And I'm pretty sure the only position he can't play is goalkeeper. I don't know. He's six two. How? Let's just uh, let's see what his leap is. I've just never seen him that far, that far down the pitch. I mean, he probably can. Yeah, it's gonna be. He's gonna be exciting to watch. I just found an article here from the Courier Journal. Um, so Ilya actually scored in his debut or in it, and I'm sorry, in his first start for Lou city. So, you know, he's 17 goals and 75 appearances is nothing to sneeze at. I mean, that's a goal. What every four matches basically. And I mean, if you do that in the USL, I mean, that's, you know, that's eight, eight to 10 goals a year. And I think, uh, depending on the system, especially one like this, where we do play, we we do put such an emphasis on getting the ball forward, getting it to our strikers, and getting you know making those runs at the back line. I think this could be a tremendous year for Ilya. I agree. All right, moving right along to uh, the the second signing that was announced by New Mexico United. Uh, I mentioned earlier we've been asking for midfielders. We got a midfielder, Harry Swartz. Uh, second signing of the offseason for New Mexico United. Previously played for Hartford Athletic. Uh, came over. He is at 24, he's 24, 5'9". Uh, absolutely a midfielder. He had 27 appearances between 2019 and 2020, according to Wikipedia, for Hartford, in which he scored five goals. Um, prior to that, he played for the Boston Bolts, uh, where he had 12 goals and 23 appearances. Uh, Boston Bolts were in the USL, old, that's the old USL PDL club, Boston Bolts. Uh, 12 goals and 23 appearances there. 
Uh, Wikipedia does have him listed as playing fullback, winger, or forward. So this is going to be an interesting signing here. I, um, you know, we've got David who left, uh, who like to play all of that fullback, you know, wide back role there, slide up into the midfield, play from the wing. I think this kind of fits in there. Um, what do you think about the signing of Harry here? I like it again. Um, not as much as I like the Ilya signing, but I do like the Harry Schwartz signing only because it opens up more of the field. It's not going to be a traffic jam down the middle. You have to watch out for him streaking up the sides, um, making quick cuts into the middle, getting the pass to the outside, obviously for crosses. This is a really good signing because he can pair with all three of our forwards in becoming that extra striker or just that extra decoy to where you have to keep an eye on him. One thing I'm interested to see, and I haven't seen too much of it in the highlights I've been able to find, is can he get the ball into the box on a cross? That's something that David does such a good job at, that Manny did a good job, that Brucey does a good job of. If... Harry can fill that same role if he can deliver that ball just as well. I think it's just makes that signing even better. Like you said, he's going to spread the pitch. He's going to you know clear some of that out from the from the middle of it, from the middle of the park. He's going to get guys moving, and if he can deliver, I yes, I think this is fantastic. You know, delivering to two big bodies like Dev and Ilya inside, yeah, that, that just could, could just be deadly. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's quick. He's not. He has a pretty good speed. Like he's not one to look over, that's for sure. Um and he's he has experience. I mean, he's played 27 uh, USL games, 431 minutes, overall six goals in just that in just those two competitions. Yeah, I'm not too sure what happened with him last season with only seven matches played. Uh, I've been trying to look it up. I, I'm wondering if maybe he had some sort of an injury last season uh, that kind of limited the the number of appearances that he had. But you know, honestly, like I'm not too concerned about the goal production. Um, I think what's going to be, you know, especially if he does fit in that and uh, David role, you know, again crossing the ball, getting up, getting into the box. I think it's going to be more important that he does have that distribution, that he does have the vision and the ability to get the ball forward, which, you, which that part we know he can do. Um, so that I'm not too worried about. It's because, I mean, obviously we didn't expect David to score many goals. We didn't expect, you know, Manny. We, we honestly didn't even expect Bruce to score many goals. So I think that um, Harry brings a, a – Add some word again. We, we keep, this has been like the key word over the past two, over the last season. That's going to happen again in here in twenty one. Versatility, guys that can play multiple positions, spread the pitch, get the ball forward. And I think you know we keep talking about what Troy wants to do, what Troy's mission, what his vision is for this club. And you know, you keep again versatile guys who can play all over the place and make an impact. Right, yeah, I'm just doing some research to see why he only played seven matches last season. Um, I don't see anything why. But yeah, but back onto your 
your statement. Yeah, and Harry Schwartz is the exact epitome of versatility. I mean, he can play every third of the pitch. He he can play it. He can play back. He can play mid. He can play forward. Um, so I stand by my statement that he is a threat because obviously he could play mid. So he is a obviously a scoring threat. Um, you don't want to look over a midfielder on any on any case. I mean, you turn your back on someone, he they're gonna they're gonna make you pay for it. Um, obviously, him playing forward means he does have some speed, and then just having the extra ability to have someone in the backfield. I mean, that is your that's your that's your stalwart right there is your back line. Yeah, my question with that is, how much do you think he would actually feature in that fullback role? I mean, our defensive four, you know, is pretty well set. I mean, there's a potential that we could possibly bring in someone else. I don't know that we will have to look at the current roster construction and see how many people we have there, because I know Troy likes to keep it around 21, 23 guys. But given his ability, I don't know. On my math... We have 16 signed. Last season, we ran with 24. Granted, I am pretty terrible at math. Yeah, I'm kind of looking at it here. I mean, even his Wikipedia page still has Ben listed. We don't know that Ben's coming back. Um, we know Phillip's back. We know Cody's back. So, yeah, I don't know. I think we're right around the 20 mark right now, but we can, we can look that up here uh, while we're talking and, and uh, correct ourselves as we go. But yeah, I just, I, I just don't know how, how often he would feature in that back line, given the guys that we already have back there. I think he would definitely be more used more in the attacking role or in that midfield role that, you know, than, than keeping him back. Yeah, I don't see him falling much to the back line. Um, maybe if we're up three or four goals, um, then yeah, maybe just extra line of defense just in case. Or worst case scenario, an injury. Oh yeah, again, that's you know that's where that versatility, our our uh, key word for the past two years is is going to come in. Uh, you know, guys like like him that can play multiple positions would definitely be a big, big help. Um, you know, obviously injury is the worst case scenario. We don't, we don't want that. We don't wish that, but if Harry can fill that role in that, in that scenario, then you know, by all means, um, glad, certainly glad to have him no matter what, but for him to be able to fill in doing that, um, in that scenario, I think, I don't know. I, honestly, I haven't seen much of him playing defense, so I don't know. Or I should say in, in that back line. So I, I don't know. Well, I just have to wait and see. Yeah. It, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there with him. So this is interesting. I'm looking, I just pulled up the United Wikipedia page for the 2021 season. And uh, Bo Ben is currently listed as on the roster. I don't, we haven't really? seen anything about Ben. Yeah. Yeah, I actually have him as a question mark because there's three players from last season that we haven't heard from. That would be Tanari, who was my MVP last season. 
Um, that would be obviously Ben, who we haven't heard anything from since coming back from loan, and Najem. Yeah, that's right. Those are the three that are still question marks that I that I can't account for. That's a really good point. I hadn't even thought about that. Like I knew in the back of my mind that we hadn't heard from Ben. We hadn't even really talked about Tanari or Najem here on the show. So to hear you say that, yeah, it's like, it's kind of strange. Like, what is going on with these three guys? At this point, I don't think Ben is coming back. I mean, he's proven, he's a proven commodity now in the USL. I'm pretty certain someone's going to snatch him up. Andrew, I don't know. Najem, I would think, is back. I would absolutely think that he's back. I don't know. I mean, we still have Sammy listed. Uh, the Wikipedia saw Sammy listed, but I'm 99% certain that Sammy's not coming back next season. Based well, off I'm the... Sure oh, that's not... Based off the announcement that the team put out. Yeah, that's... Um, yeah, off what the, the club posted, off of his own personal uh, tweet about it, having the, the health issues last year. And this is something we haven't talked about because we didn't find out about this until um, I think after the last show, uh, Sammy dealt with a pretty serious issue that severely impacted his lung capacity this past season, which is uh, why we really only saw him in an extremely limited capacity. Um, anyway, which really sucks because we were super excited about Sammy coming in and we questioned, you know, where was he? What was, what was going on with him? Um, so it's not like he, and he wasn't. He was never listed as injured, but you know, obviously dealing with the medical issue all season long is gonna have like some serious effects on him. And so, I mean, we can only wish him the best. You know, hope. And it seems as though he's he's in working hard at at, at and doing recovery and therapy and all that. And he seems to be doing well from what we've from what we've seen on social media. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. There's a couple question marks still there about what's going to happen with those guys. What are your thoughts on those three? What are my thoughts? Um, my thoughts are Tanari comes back. Um, as center mid, I don't see him leaving. Um, I do. I echo your same statement. I don't see Ben coming back just because he's proven – that he can hold his own in a different league or in a different club. So he has proven his worth. Um, obviously with Reno becoming the regular season champions. Um, yeah, with Reno being the regular season champ, Ben had a big part of that. He, I believe he started 14 of the 16, maybe 10 of 16. I know it was a high number up there um, in goal. So that's that goes to show that he can hold his weight. And for Najem, it's, that's my wild card. I would love to see Najem come back just because he is high-motored. High I wouldn't be surprised to see him go somewhere else either. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um I mean, obviously, any of those guys, again, it's going to, aside from Ben, Andrew and David are going to create a hole. You know, again, someone else that we're going to have to sign to bring in to help fill that spot. 
Um, yeah, the, the 2021 New Mexico United Wikipedia page has not been updated. So, no, it hasn't. With, with any of the new sightings, maybe maybe we get in there and edit that at some point. Um, learn yeah, how to do some. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Wikipedia pays anybody to do it. Like, well, I'm, talk, I'm talking about the club to update theirs. Oh, the club. <laughs> I'm on transfer market, and I'm looking at both Tenari and Najem. Strangely enough, both of their contract expires are not there. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about it before. That's one of the things where we wish the USL was more transparent about contracts, not necessarily values of contracts, but you know, terms of the contract. When did the contracts expire? When when do they, you know, when do they roll over things like that? Now, I know that transfers are few and far between. Now, we know that uh, I believe Salih was a transfer out, and the club did receive an undisclosed fee for that. But, yeah, it's it seems to be exceedingly rare for there to actually be a transfer fee within the, from USL club to USL club, I should say. Now, for some of these guys who have moved onwards and upwards, there have been transfer fees and some of those have been disclosed i believe adam john from phoenix to atlanta united was uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of up to a hundred thousand dollars for the transfer of adam john per transfer market again um the transfer of salim muhammad from new mexico to oakland was a free transfer interesting i don't know how the transfer market is yeah, the reporting on on Salih was that it, he was transferred for an undisclosed fee, so that would that would imply that Salih was still under contract with us at the time of his transfer. I would assume through this season, and so the club received some sort of compensation for that. Now, a free transfer obviously implies that the player is out of contract, and so he's able to transfer wherever, and no fee is paid to the originating to the prior club. So, do we know when he yeah. signed with? Oakland. Yes, the we first. Did. Um, the first. Uh, he was out of contract. Let's see. According to the Wikipedia page, November twenty fourth is when it was announced that he was going to Oakland. So that would assume. So that would. Yeah, that's why I don't rely. I wouldn't rely too heavily on transfer market for, especially for you for USL stuff. I think for. for any- <laughs> honestly transfer markets usually pretty good but again this is a transparency issue with the usl with player contracts with things like that in understanding you know with transfer market being able to accurately report the information that the movement that's happening within the league now if you go look at like premier league on transfer market or the mls that information is gonna be pretty pretty darn accurate you know, so if you were to look at, say, um, I'm trying to think of someone that just transferred out of somewhere. I can't think of anyone off the top of my head, but yeah, if you're just good to go look at like MLS transfers or Premier League transfers, um, since the Premier League window is now open, I believe that's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, it'll be incredibly accurate as far as that, as far as transfers and transfer value, uh, contract status, all that kind of stuff. Some of the major league soccer transfers, just putting that out there, is like Chris Duvall went from Houston to OKC. 
Um, looking for any big name. Um, Grant Lillard went from Chicago to Inter Miami. Um, yeah, I don't see any big names. I do see Jerome Kisselwater, um, going from El Paso to Miami, but that's all 2019. I'm pretty sure that El Paso got a transfer fee for Kisavetter. They might have. Who cares about El Paso? So, like, looking at this, um, let's see. Nick Lima was transferred for a fee of four hundred. If this is accurate, four hundred ninety-nine thousand uh, dollars. Ben Sweat uh, went for a hundred thousand dollars transfer fee. So, so even MLS, it's significantly more accurate than anything we're going to see for USL. Like, I wouldn't even bother trying to look up like USL League One, League Two. And honestly, looking up USL is almost a futile effort anyway. So, yeah, it's um, yeah. I mean, Will Trap went to Inter uh, uh, from Inter to Minnesota on a free. Uh, Diego Fagundes went from uh, Revolution to Austin FC on a free. Um, Rodrigo Schlegel Schlegel. Went from racing club to Orlando City for a four hundred fifty-one thousand dollars fee. So, yeah, transfer. It's just I don't know. I, I think this reporting is reporting is much better on MLS, and I also think that the the way that the MLS player contracts are handled, it's through the through the league itself, not necessarily with the clubs. And so, if you look at what the you know the MLS releases every year, player salaries and contract status. So it's no surprise that we didn't have accurate information. All right. I think that's a big enough tangent there as far as uh, that goes. Uh, that's going to bring us to our third signing, and I think one that we have all been waiting for and calling for and really been expecting since uh, since after the, the inaugural season. Coming home to New Mexico, midfielder, Sergio Rivas. I know that I, we were excited for this one. We've been calling it. We've been saying it was going to happen. Um, you know, we 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 thought for a long time that Sergio like really should have been here after 2019. Yeah, I mean, you know, a soul former soul player, former uh, UNM play, uh, not not UNM. Sorry, he played for Seattle. Um, but yeah, he's coming home. Sergio Rivas, midfielder, 30 appearances over the past two seasons with Reno 1868. Four goals credited to him, according to Wikipedia. I mean, again, another midfielder, a guy that we know, that we've seen in and around Albuquerque for years. Uh, I believe he even actually has, like, business interests here in town. I could be wrong on that. But, uh, you know, this is exciting for a number of reasons. One, again, it's, uh, uh, it's a New Mexico son coming home someone that everyone's familiar with. I mean, even Ron, you know, we saw Ron Patel excited about this over on Twitter. Uh, I'm excited for this. I think Sergio is a fantastic player. He's going to fill – I think he's going to slide into that uh, that B's gap, that, that B's-sized hole there. And Sergio is definitely going to be a force for United. So I, as well as you, am super excited for Sergio for more reasons than on the pitch. I mean, obviously, he's a tremendous player, um, but he's also just an all-around good human. I mean, he takes time out of his free time, 
over the Christmas break, he was visiting with with fans. Immediately after he signed a contract with United, he was visiting with fans at his camp, whatever wherever it's at. Um, he is going ahead again with the camp that he puts on every year. Um, business interests in New Mexico, obviously he has some, I'm not sure what business interest he has with Paletta Bar. Um, that is a shameless plug because Paletta Bar is incredible. I do know they have one of his jerseys hanging up in the Paletta Bar on San Pedro. Um, yes, they do. That's right around the corner. Just like he loves Paletta Bar. And I'm I'm excited to go get a Paletta Bar now. It, it makes me want to go get one. Yeah, that's a nice little treat. We, en- we enjoy it from time to time. But yeah, Sergio, like I said, this is a name that's been batted around for a long time. Player people want to see Sergio come back to back to Albuquerque. And yeah, I mean, it's just, we, we know what Sergio can do. Anyone that followed the soul for years knows that he is just a tremendous player, electric in the midfield. Uh, he can score goals. Like he's not, he is not just a pretty face. He's not just someone who can pass the ball around. He can score. Um, again, he, I think he's going to be more of a creator than a finisher. Uh, but we're definitely going to see him getting forward. Uh, I definitely see him have an impact. And I really, I cannot wait to see the link up play between him and Dev or him and Elliot, whoever was up top. Uh, I think Elliot, uh, I think Sergio has a really good shot at uh, controlling, helping control that midfield. Well, I would love to see, and this is just fanboy talk, I guess. I would love to see, I guess you'd call it coast to coast, goal to goal, whatever you want to call it connection between Schmitty or Suggsy, either one, to Sergio, to Dev, for a score. I would love to see a complete New Mexico sweep from goal to goal to score a goal. I would also love to see that against Phoenix or El Paso, either one. Um... I would also love to see Sergio catch a red card for punching um, Yuma in the face. Would not be upset about that. I might even go out and pay that fine for him if he were to do that. I, I think that could be crowdsourced sourced Earl, so you don't have to bear the brunt of it yourself. But uh... Well, that's good. I mean, I'll, I'll start the crowdsource then. <laughs> I think any New Mexico United player giving a good punch to the face of Yuma would be greatly rewarded by the fans so uh yeah i you know sergio's a guy that no matter where he's been he's been he's been an impact player he's definitely more attack minded than than defensive minded uh but he again he's he's gonna be a box-to-box guy you're gonna see him just flying around the pitch making plays on the ball trying to get forward and it just it it fits so well into what troy likes to do it fits so well into that role that Beats is defined for the club. And you know, there are going to be comparisons to him all season long. Where people are going to talk about in the offseason, they're going to talk about once play gets started. I mean, do you think that the B's hole is going to be hard for Sergio to fill? Or do you think that's a role that he's going to step into and excel at? So I don't think it's going to be hard for him to fill into it. Because it's already filled. It's already filled with Ilya. 
So Sergio is just an added bonus to comfort and protect that hole that was there, but it's not there anymore. And I'm willing to say that on record that that B's hole that was there was filled with the very first signing of the offseason for us. And Sergio was just added insurance. Okay, I can I can live with that. I, I can under, certainly see your point of view there. Um, and I think looking at it from that point of view also takes a lot of a lot of perceived pressure off of Sergio because we we know really well just how big of a player Bees was here on the pitch, off the pitch. And it's we it's gonna be near to, near impossible to actually like fully replace him, you know, to replicate what Bees did. Now Ilya is gonna play it his own way, Sergio is gonna play his own way, but yeah, it's you know, that's got it's gotta feel like if you're coming in, if you're either of those guys, that those are some massive shoes to fill. You know, not, not only from a on the pitch perspective, like in terms of production, but from a fan belief. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and unfortunately I do see Sergio having to live up to that hype of what Bees was. Um just because fans know what Sergio can do. My question, though, for fans is, are you going to forgive him for scoring the game winner in year one when Reno came to Albuquerque and beat us because Sergio scored that goal? Oh, that's forgotten. That is, that is long forgotten. Sergio, is, Sergio is, a, is an Albuquerque son. He is going to be embraced with open arms, and I don't think there's going to be any ill will from the fan base towards Sergio uh, for that one goal. So, Oh, there was some some spite that season, that's for sure. Well, that was then. This is now. Now he's wearing the black and yellow. You know, things change when the player's wearing the home colors. So is this this the equivalent of LeBron returning back to Cleveland? No, 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 no. No? No, this is no. This is not equivalent of LeBron returning to Cleveland. LeBron returning to Cleveland was a a marketing ploy. This is bringing home a talented young footballer who fits into what we want to do with our system, who has no ego, who is a team player and will absolutely be a a fan favorite for however long that he's here. So I, if we're on that tangent now, I feel that he's probably on the same contract as Dev. There will be you a think he's been offered a lifetime. There will be a bronze statue put up at wherever that new stadium is going to be, of Sergio. I might even make it a gold statue with Sergio doing a cross to Dev for a bicycle kick. There you go. I mean, I don't know who we're gonna find to uh to do a cast that size, but yeah, no, that, that'd be fantastic. I mean, it is New Mexico, and we can figure something out. Um, but I would not be surprised if that is the statue that pops up is Sergio giving a cross to Dev with Dev setting up for a bicycle kick. That's gonna be a lot of fun to see. 
man. It's I mean, this this off season, honestly, for for all of the all the waiting that we've done, for the impatience that Jacob has had, I think once we got into the into the new signings, it's just been bang, bang, you know, bang on. This is exactly what we need type of signing. I don't think we've missed with a signing yet. Mm-mm. I don't think so either. I, that speaks a lot to what Troy is looking for and Troy's scouting, you know, what he wants to do. And, you know, I, I think that speaks even more, even more volume with the latest signing. This one was announced, what, two days ago? So before you get to this signing, so we're on three signings so far. Without getting on this last signing, which I'm also super excited about, I feel with the three signings so far, Troy is hungry. Troy is wanting to bring some kind of cup, whether it's a USL cup, whether it's an open cup, whether it's a cup full of beer. I will not be against that. Either way, Troy is trying to bring something to New Mexico to give fans hope after this crazy, crazy 2020 season. Oh, I don't disagree with you at all. I think Troy has, he has definitely put his imprint on this club. He's, again, we talk about it all the time, like Troy's vision, what he wants to do. And yes, th- these are hungry signings. These are guys who are going to come in, make an instant impact. And I mean, we've had two very successful seasons so far in club history. I think it's hard to look anywhere in any sport where someone where a club comes into existence and in less than three years is contending for multiple titles. And I think we've basically upgraded over all of the players that have left and, and one since or another. Like we've got we've solidified our back line. We've got this tremendous back line where we've returned everybody so far. Except for you know, obviously David, who we talked about earlier. Um, yes, we did have a couple guys leave, but we have one of the most solid defensive backlines. We have one very good keeper. We have Philip, who's still basically an unknown. We've got Ben, possibly again another known quantity, a guy who's proven that he can do it. And then you keep the core of your attacking. Returning, you've got Dev, Mondo, you've got, you know, uh, I know you don't like him, JPG, JPG. He's a good defensive midfielder. He's not great J-O-G. going forward. OG, yeah, JOG. There you go. You know, so we've got all these pieces coming back, and then you throw in these three new guys that are all attack minded. They're all going forward. They're all looking to make that play in the final third, whether it's getting a pass in, getting a shot. These are guys that are going to threaten goalkeepers for 90-plus minutes every single match. So, so far what I've seen in the offseason, and I'll throw in this last signing that we'll get to, yesterday signing, um, I'm willing to say that Troy is willing to sell his soul to the devil to bring a cup to New Mexico. So the devil's going to go down to Albuquerque, not Georgia, right? Exactly. The devil, well, it depends on what happens here in about two and a half more hours after this election is over today. Um, the devil will be coming to Albuquerque to collect the soul of Troy Lesane because Troy has sold his soul to the devil to bring that cup to New Mexico. 
which I'm I'm okay with this. Yeah, I think most New Mexico United supporters would be perfectly okay with that. You can't ask for much more than what we've been given in the first two seasons. You know, playoffs the first year, playoffs the second year, in a season where we didn't even have a single home match. Going into a third season where we don't know when it's going to start. We don't know if we're going to have home matches. And Troy is making all these moves to try to bring a cup here to New Mexico. I mean, and even on top of that, you left out the deep open cup run. I mean, we beat two MLS teams. Absolutely. Yeah, that was, I think that there caught so many people off guard as well. Um, There's been so much success for this club uh, in two years so far. And going forward, yeah, honestly, I think we, I think United gets a cup before New Mexico uh, wins for uh, University of New Mexico wins a title in any sport, um, so other than maybe women's what would soccer. Make that, what would make that phrase even sweeter is if New Mexico gets a title, and I mean an actual cup, not no conference championship, not no participation trophy award for supporters shield, whatever the crap it's called. I mean the actual big game cup before Phoenix. That would be fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that would be incredible. Um, no matter what the cup is. I mean, anytime you bring hardware back home, um, it, it's going to be a huge deal. Um, I just remembered, I think, didn't the Duke City Gladiators win something like two years ago? They've won it back to back. And I've been. Okay, back to back. Okay. Nice. I've never been. I kind of want to go see them play at some point, but. Uh, Anyway, I have lifetime tickets with them, so we can get you in there. Nice, nice. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, I think of, of all the sports teams here in New Mexico, United obviously has the best shot at bringing home some sort of hardware before anybody else. And I'm, I'm not talking about like the New Mexico Bowl. I'm not talking, I'm talking like major title from, from something, you know? So uh, whether it's a conference championship. Yeah, except for, except for the gladiators, you know, they actually do pretty well from what I from what I've seen and read of them. So, yeah, yeah United's gonna be fun. Really to watch. Guys. I enjoy them. All right, yeah. So, all right, you, we mentioned it. We kind of hinted at it. There was a fourth signing was announced yesterday. Isidro Martinez, midfielder Jello. once again. Isidro Martinez, of course, coming from RGVFC. Prior to that, he was with uh, Miles from a club from Mild Stomping Grounds, South Georgia Tormenta, down in Statesboro, Sorry. Georgia. What are you talking about, man? Statesboro is fantastic. The world, one of the world's largest sand gnats. What are you talking about? <laughs> now, Georgia's, you know, honestly, Statesboro, Georgia Southern University, is known for their football. And so back in the early 90s, Irk Russell, they won quite a few. Uh, uh, Division two or one double a national championship under Eric Russell. So, uh, and the Adrian Peterson came from there, not the actual Adrian Peterson, but another Adrian Peterson, uh, a lot of fun to watch home with the triple option offense. But anyway, Isidro Martinez has signed with the club from RGV and Troy had so many good things to say about this guy, about how much he hated playing against him, uh, in 2019 when we did play RGV. And I, I want to say that I wrote about Isidro Martinez, 
at that time uh, about how good he was in the midfield. And I think this is a fantastic signing. Uh, I know that Earl, you've been waiting for a uh, an upgrade to to J O G, and I think this might be it. This is it. Trust me, this is it. And I actually have him listed replacing J O G and Brucey. And Brucey, okay. And Brucey, this is the replacement and the stepping stone and the upgrade. And the God-given gift to our midfield, besides Sergio, uh, let me rephrase this. He's our God-given gift to our midfield prior to year three. So everything we've had before, this is the upgrade. And this right here is the next step to what we need to bring that championship that we were just talking about home. So enlighten us, Earl. Tell us, why is this guy, in your opinion, the replacement for J.O.G. and, as you as you say, also Brucey? He's dependable. I mean, he is reliable. He's always there. He doesn't make many mistakes. I mean, he is still kind of young. He doesn't make many mistakes, though, for his age. He can also score goals. He's not someone to nap on again. Um, once again, Troy selling his soul to the devil for goal scorers and all the goals he could possibly get. Um, something that we didn't really see last season from, I'll call him JPG. I'll give him some kind of respect today. Um, from Juan Pablo, we didn't get anything from him last season. And Brucey was not the same as what he was year one. And we've spoke about it. Why? But this midfield role for Isidro is his home. Like he's always been midfield. He hasn't had to play right back. He hasn't had to jump up. He's always played midfield. So that's where he's comfortable at. He's good there. Yeah, he's going to be fantastic. Uh, and, and Troy's words, Isidro is an intelligent central center midfielder that understands how to set the rhythm for his team, along with having the quality to play the final pass. He has a fantastic engine and is willing to run for his teammates. I'm looking forward to seeing the impact he makes with our club. Yeah, I mean, he since becoming a professional, he has played in 48, all 48 matches since becoming a professional. He started 43 of those. Uh, spent the last two seasons, of course, with RGV. And I know that Ron was super excited about this move for him. And so that, you know, I believe Ron just praised Isidro tremendously uh, for his ability on the pitch. Um, yeah, I mean, this guy, he, he's been highly touted. He was the 2015 uh, USA Today Gatorade Boys Soccer Player of the Year. Um, he competed at University of Texas RGV. Uh, yeah, he's just like, uh, the Tormenta guys were super excited for this signing. This to me is just tremendous. I mean, uh, I'm pulling up his uh, his USL Championship page here, just so we can kind of look at some of his stats. He's more of an assist and a goal scorer, but that does not take away from the fact that Troy is trying to sell a soul for all the goals he can get. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. It, it's definitely gonna be fun. I mean, his um, if you look, I mean, obviously his his Wikipedia is not honestly. I, I don't know how how often these Wikipedia pages have been updated this past year, 
Uh, it says 48 appearances, one goal for RGV. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's why I want to pull up his uh, his USL Championship page here to, just to see how accurate that is. But yeah, he's he he definitely likes to con- control the ball. He's very good defensively. He he likes to he does like to get forward. He does um, control the pace of play, and this is just he's so much fun to watch. Like he really is, uh, and I think he's going to fit in quite nicely next to uh, whoever's there with him, whether it's Sergio or um, or, or or Harry there. Yeah, which once on uh, yeah, once again I still see four three three or four four two both with with the Cedro being in there, replacing Brucey and JPG on both situations, both scenarios. Yeah, I'm looking at a Cedro stats here. Three hundred seventy five successful passes last season, thirty six point seven percent of them going forward. So he does. He's not one of those guys. He only has twelve and a half percent of his passes going backwards. He's not a guy that likes to play play back. He he goes forward. He distributes. He he gets the ball moving. And this is exactly what Troy said. Um, the stats bear this out. And he he's not necessarily going to be a prolific goal scorer. Uh, you're going to see a number of assists. You're going to see him getting playing the ball again, playing the ball forward, getting into the box. You know, opening space for these guys. And I think he's just going to be a terror. So once again, I have to ask, how much does Troy's soul go for with the devil? More than a fiddle made of gold, I'll tell you that for sure. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, it's it's hard to quantify just exactly how good these signings have been for the club. You know, you look at all the signings, look at all the players that Troy has brought in. You start with Dev, number one. And you bring in local guys who, which is obviously going to help build the fan base. You surround them with other playmakers, guys who are going to be great in the community, great on the pitch, and you have a successful first season. I mean, realistically, if we had not gone to the playoffs the first season, do you think it still would have been considered successful? Yes. It's a quick answer, yes. Um, Judging by the fact that had we even lost that last game, that last match, not in the playoffs, the the one before the play-in round, which whatever game that was, um... Had we even lost that match, the fact that we were still playing for a spot in the playoffs speaks volumes. The fact that we went to the round of 16, I believe, for the USL Open Cup speaks volumes. The fact that he was able to bring back a majority of the core of the first season in the second season shows what Troy was building here and how much faith they had in what Troy had going. Then you look at the second season, last season, high hopes again. Granted, we lost to Austin. Okay, cool. Then we got decimated by a pandemic where due to public health reasons, 
due to decisions made way above my head, way above my pay grade, we had to play away from home for 16 games, 17 games, whatever it was, 18 with the playoffs. Um, but yet we still made playoffs, not playing at home. Goes to show at who and what Troy really is. Then you fast forward to this season. We haven't had a home game in well over a year now, a year and three months if anyone's counting. And we're able to bring in these top-shelf humans. I mean, we got Isidro, who's really good. We got Sergio, who is really good, well-known, ready to come home. Ready to bring something home to New Mexico, because that's who he is and where he's from. Then we get Harry, who's, once again, really good. Then we get Ilya, who... We've said it before, it's a freaking sniper. I mean, you can't, words can't express how much Troy means to New Mexico and the success that we've had. And continuing on on the Troy praise party right now, if anyone is listening and watches KOAT7, Troy is the freaking voice of the New Mexico United wear a mask commercial. It shows volumes and trust is given to Troy and how much faith is given is put in Troy because of the success he's had so far. I don't see Troy staying here three seasons now if Peter didn't have faith in what he can do. Yeah, absolutely. You don't see managers in any sport stick around if management doesn't have faith in them. I mean, look at leagues like the NFL. Look at leagues like the Premier League. Guys get one season, two seasons. I mean, even the Premier League right now, the Arsenal manager, Arteta, is like on the hot seat after 15 months in charge. Yeah. If that, you know, it, guys don't get opportunities like this. And so yeah. what I've, from what I've seen with head coaching and guys in charge, your first season is your impression. Your second season is your improvement. Troy's did both of that. He left the impression on the team, obviously being able to muster up 15,000 fans, 11,000 fans, whatever the number was on a freaking Wednesday night says something. If you're willing to sacrifice your tired body to go to work on Thursday morning because you had to go see New Mexico United on a Wednesday night, that shows what's going on. Yeah, when you have the support of the fan base to the extent that United did, with with no product on the pitch, I mean, that says something. And then to go out and prove it week in and week out. Yes, there were ups and downs season one. Yes, we had an entire season away from home. Hopefully we'll get some matches this year. We, we, again, we don't know. But yeah, no, there is, I think there's absolute faith in Troy from the front office. And if there are any supporters not in line with Troy at this point, I, I want to hear from you. I want to hear why does Troy not have your support? 
I would love to hear your argument. I will, you know what? If you if you think that if you're part of the you know the hashtag Troy out or hashtag the Saint out, whatever it was last season, if you were one of those folks that said that Troy should, you know, that were that was second guessing Troy, that was saying that maybe it was time to move on, I you know, email me. Email me, Twitter me, whatever. I will have you on the show and we will have this discussion with you. I will even make time out of my busy day to make this earlier to accommodate whatever time you need to talk. Yeah, absolutely. We we will we will accommodate you if you're part of the of the of the Lassane Out movement. If you felt like Troy did not need your full support, or you know it should have been removed after the second season. I mean, I, I'm being de- we're being dead serious about this, and I'm sure Jacob would be on board with it too. Like, we would love to hear what you have to say about this, because I do remember when we were I was actually sitting in my other end of the room because I move my office around too many times. Um, I do remember us having this conversation and this hashtag Troy out comment being brought up, and all three of us said that is stupid as hell. And I believe if anyone is looking for that exact podcast. Look for the one with the E. That might be the one, or it might be the one where we started dropping F-bombs. So I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure that's our explicit episode. I'm pretty, (laughs) pretty sure. It very well could be. But no, in all seriousness, you know, as as someone who, okay, so this podcast is obviously more uh, biased towards United. Now, we don't put ourselves in a position where we can't criticize the club. I mean, obviously we've criticized the club before you guys have heard us. You know, we've talked about different things. Um, Exactly. You know, uh, in our reporting over on the website, you know, obviously we, because we do cover the club, we do try to cover them in a, in a, not necessarily, not a positive light, but we try to remain objective about it. And, Speaking purely objectively here, Troy has done nothing to 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 generate the hashtag Troy out or hashtag the Santa, whatever it is. Like he has gone through and taken again a club from its inauguration. From I mean, Troy wasn't even in the picture when Dev was signed. I mean, think about that. He, Troy wasn't in the picture when Dev was signed. We brought him in, a guy who had no professional coaching experience at, at a head coach level, gave him a club, said, build your club. And we went to the playoffs the first year. Again, played his entire season on the road, second season, made the playoffs. And now we're seeing, we've seen what this club, we've seen the growth in this club from season one to season two. And with what appears to us object as objective observers, as clear upgrades, I mean, there's no telling what's going to happen in season three. That's still a lot, a long time till season three. I mean, the season doesn't start till May, and we're in January. Exactly. Yeah, we've still got a long way to go. And we have a complete team already before the season even starts. Helps out a lot more than what we had last season to where we didn't have a complete team. And then we got pillaged 
by COVID. Yeah, major adjustments last season. Uh, I, I think Troy and the, and the guys on the club proved that they can handle it. They adapted. They overcame the issues that were there. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I have complete and utter faith in this club as as of right now. Like now, if we start the season like zero and eight, like with eight straight losses or something, you know, and if things don't look good on the pitch, like if we're if we're losing like three nil, four nil like eight straight matches. Okay, then you start to kind of wonder, okay, what's not going you right? You start to evaluate. Yes, you start to evaluate. You look you start looking at, you know, what can what can possibly be changed. Now, again, part of, again, you look at every sport like this, like part of it's on the players on the pitch, part of it's on the coaching, part, you know, you have to figure out where changes need to be made. But until that happens, until we see like a dr- a drastic drop off in performance on the pitch, and results in the standings, like you cannot pull your support from Troy. I mean, we all Monday morning quarterback for whoever our team is, you know, whether it's you know baseball, football, whether oh well we should have gone for it on fourth and one, oh we should have you know passed it instead of running. It whatever. Sounds like the Mike McCarthy. Yeah, right. We pulled Jalen Hurts when we're down by three in the fourth quarter. Like everyone Monday morning quarterbacks. And that's fine. I have no issue with you Monday morning quarterbacking. I have an issue with saying Troy should be gone. That's what I have an issue with when he's given you no reason for him to be out. The man moved his freaking family from South Carolina, wherever the hell he came from, to be for you. And you're gonna call him and count him out? Come on. All right. So we've gone through our signings. I, I mean, I think we're both in agreement. I'm sure uh, when Jacob's here next time, hopefully in uh, two weeks, unless there's like major news between now and then, uh, we'll get Jacob's thoughts on these guys as well. Uh, Earl, do you have any closing thoughts on the signings? On uh, oh, I sorry. Before we do that, I do want to mention. I read an article yesterday. I believe it was on SoccerStadiumDigest.com. Website I had never heard of before, um, and the, yeah, it, but it was it was I believe it was retweeted by USL Championship. So there must be something to it. Anyway, in it they talk about they they talk about the po- the potential for the uh, start of the USL season. And one of the interviews that they did, it said that USL the USL season may not start until minor league baseball does. And some of that has to do with um, the fact that a number of USL clubs are also owned by minor league baseball owners. And so... Yeah, this this article here came out. Yeah, soccerstadiumdigest.com, written by Kevin Reichard on January 4th. Um, it says, right now the 2021 season is on hold in the USL Championship and League One with no schedules released and no firm launch dates set. The feeling is that when minor league baseball launches, so will USL Championship and League One, but that date may not come until Memorial Day due to reorganization and COVID-19 challenges. Um now, I mean, it's worth noting that USL did play in more than a few markets in 2020. 
that were open and did did allow fans to come into the stadiums. Obviously, that didn't happen here. Um, so, I mean, USL did pretty darn well, I would say, given the the state of COVID in the U.S. in 2020. Um, so, I don't know. Do you think we see soccer before Memorial Day? Or do you think that that's a realistic goal? So... Memorial Day's in May. Am I wrong? You are correct. That's towards the end of May. So, I'm pretty sure we've already had this conversation before to where the USL's already said they're not going to have a season until May. So, what's the difference? Are we looking at weeks? A week? I mean, there wasn't really anything set in stone from the USL anyways already, other than May was our tentative start date. So why not kick it on a holiday? Yeah, no, I, if that's the case, and especially if fans are able to be back in the stadiums, that's a fantastic way to kick it off, if you ask me. Yeah, I would be more than willing to have a Memorial Day game in the lab with 15,000 fans, because I'm sure everyone's going to have a vaccine by then, um, 15,000 fans cheering on New Mexico United just as if it was 2019. Memorial Day, Monday, May 31st, 2021. New Mexico United at the lab. Fans in the stands. We may be dreaming, but... I don't know, man. I like honestly. I mean, we didn't start to what? Yeah, it's a great dream, man. We didn't start. I mean, season didn't start to what? July, this past season, into June, early July. Exactly. exactly. And I, I'll wait until the end of May. Like, honestly, like right now, Premier League's still playing. Bundesliga's still playing. Uh, honestly, I, I think this would a kickoff in May would be like right at the end of the Premier League season. So I don't, you know. Yeah, I think. Does end like Memorial Day ish. I think that that is a. I think that's a realistic goal. I think it is. Now, I mean, obviously, a lot is going to depend on the state of the world and COVID and all that. But I, I think that's a. I think it's a reasonable goal. What it's really going to depend on, and I guess this can be a final thought. What it's really going to depend on to have fans in the stands is you as a supporter, you as a fan and a lover of the game, to do your part. I mean, don't do stupid things. Don't go to a church and hold hands with some stranger like Alan Jackson said to do in his country songs um, without a mask during Christmas season. I, If you watch the news, I am making a pitch towards a certain entity in Albuquerque. Um, and I probably shouldn't, but guess what I am? Um, because it was stupid of you, and that's why we're in the position we're at right now. Because of stupidity and selfishness like that. If you want to be holding hands on a stranger in May, Memorial Day, in the lab with United, don't hold hands with people now. It's common sense. Yeah, we we saw the uh, the videos that went around about uh, those those two entities, I should say. Yes, there are two, two entities, entities that I yeah that I know that were 
fined by the state for their... You deserve uh, every freaking penny of it, too. I'm a Christian, but I didn't I didn't go to any services. I stayed my butt at home and, you know, still doing everything I can to keep my myself and my family safe. So, um, right. yeah, guys, just, you, yeah, like, like Earl said, you want to be at the lab in Maine what, or whenever soccer starts back up, take care of yourselves now, stay home. Uh, you know, this, this isn't a political plea. This is just keep yourselves healthy. Keep those around you healthy. We want to see all of you at the lab as soon as humanly possible. We want to see our club on the pitch playing soccer in front of 15,000 plus screaming people because those guys deserve it. But even that, we want to see those 15,000 fans. We want to see Devin Sandoval, Sergio Rivas, Cody Mizell. We want to see them in Albuquerque. We don't want to drive to freaking Colorado or Phoenix or El Paso or wherever the hell we have to go to watch them. We want to watch them here in Albuquerque. Yeah, El Paso's got a funny smell to it, so I don't want to go down there. Yeah, you have to do your part. Obviously, stay home. Listen to the guidelines. Even if you don't agree to them, just listen to them. And it'll be better. It'll it'll all be better eventually. All right, guys. I think that's going to do it for this this week. Earl and I have uh, given you our insights and our opinions on the four latest signings for New Mexico United. Uh, we are super excited for these guys. Uh, Jacob, we can't wait for you to be back on the show here in two weeks to get your thoughts on all the signings. Hopefully another signing or two by that point or re-signings, depending on what happens with a few other folks. Uh, so for those, those of you that are here with us on Twitch, thank you so much for being here. If you're listening to the podcast, thank you guys so much. And of course, as always, you can be a part of the show. You can join us live on Tuesday nights uh, when we do record. And this right now it's every other Tuesday at twitch.tv forward slash slam gaming TTV. You can get your thoughts, questions, comments on in the chat, and we will read those out loud and get you on the show. Uh, in the meantime, you can reach Jacob Earl or myself uh, by emailing us, each of us at dadventuresmedia.com. You can also reach out to us on various social media accounts, uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, basically wherever you can find uh, Somos, uh, Somos Anil's News, Suncast. We are there. We'd love to get your guys' thoughts. And again, I want to invite any of you, if you do disagree with us on uh, the, the state of Troy, if you think Troy should be out uh, at this point, please get in touch with us. We want to ha- we'd love to have you on the show to have that discussion with you. Uh, but yeah, as always, guys, thank you guys so much for being here. And we will catch you guys again in two weeks. So most and heels, everybody. You've been listening to Suncast, the official podcast of Somos Unidos News. All of our shows are recorded live from Albuquerque and Los Lunas, New Mexico, are written and produced by Seth Bidoff and Jacob Terrell, and are edited by Seth. Special thanks to Jeff, too, on YouTube for the music you hear in every episode. All episodes are recorded and edited using Clean Feed and Audacity. All of our shows are proudly hosted on Pinecast.